the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I know you hear my colleagues at the Salem Media Network talking about the Stand with Israel tour. Seb Gorka's all over that in the afternoon. The Stand with Israel tour uh, departs November the 30th through December the 9th. Uh, Seb Gorka, Dinesh D'Souza, uh, three, four, five-star accommodations. Pretty cool. It's been uh, postponed by COVID a couple of times. But please go to StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com. Uh, find out how you can spend what I'm sure would be an unforgettable period of time um, walking in the Holy Land, seeing sights, and uh, having it explained to you by Seb Gorka and by Dinesh D'Souza. I caught Seb's show yesterday. And he was talking about uh, the only time that he saw his father cry. I did not know the story on uh, Seb Gorka's father being uh, imprisoned in uh, a communist country and that he uh, had to watch uh, the communists kill his cellmate uh, in a very gruesome way. So that was uh, quite emotional to hear that story from Seb Gorka. His show airs here 3 to 6 p.m. in the afternoons following Dennis Prager, and uh, Dennis Prager will be along at the top of the hour. We talk a lot on this show about school boards, about school issues. Uh, I firmly believe that much of uh, Democratic policy, leftist policy, which is one and the same, is aimed at wresting control of our children away from parents. We saw it play out, and people push back against it, with the Virginia election of Glenn Youngkin as governor. Terry McAuliffe had a seemingly insurmountable lead until he made the egregious (laughs) mistake of telling the truth out loud, exposing his radicalism. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. That is what Terry McAuliffe said. He tried to walk it back. He tried to say he was being taken out of context. There is no way to take that out of context. He does not think parents should have the authority to have oversight on their children's curriculum and instruction, that that should be left to the experts. Well, they will lie to you, of course, about what they are teaching, because we know without any fear of contradiction, they're teaching critical race theory. And they can hide teaching critical race theory, which is an easy way to encapsulize critical race theory, is that it uses race as the reason for everything. That's pretty much it. Everything is related to race. If you are someone who has succeeded, you succeeded because of your race. If you are a minority race and you succeeded, it's only because the people in power of the white race allowed you to succeed in order to hide the nefarious nature of 
how race keeps a majority of minorities down. So everything is looked at through the prism of race. Everything is the fault of race. That is, in a nutshell, critical race theory. We don't teach that. We don't teach that. We don't teach that. And yet, little kids come home. Mom, am I a bad kid because I was born white? Things like that. Parents have anecdotal stories. Kids aren't imagining this on their own. So, of course, it was taught. And the way that the left tried to fight it was just not even plausibly reasonable. No, it's not even taught. It's not even taught. We're not. No, nowhere. Sure, right. Parents knew better. And Terry McAuliffe paid a cost for it. He'll get a big, fat job in the Biden administration. You know he will. But it's not just about race. Of course, that's one tool that the left uses. But the other part, the more uh, even more insidious part, is this sexualizing of our kids. Uh, there is a local group called uh, Harper's Corner that populates school libraries with books promoting transgenderism, homosexuality, and the like. Now, I, I feel it's needless to say this, but there will be always be people who say, wow, you have a horrible, hateful attitude toward transgender and homosexual people. No, I don't. I feel bad for them because they are not at peace with their own lifestyle. If they were at peace with their own lifestyle, they wouldn't need my approval of their lifestyle. You see, I don't need their approval of my heterosexual lifestyle. They can think that I'm crazy. They can think that I'm warped. They can think that they can think whatever they want. Their approval means nothing to me because I am secure in my own skin and in my own sexuality. Gay people, transgender people, they are not like that. They will tell you they are. In fact, they will scream at you that they are. But their lack of peace is very, very evident in their manner. And so... I believe they should be treated with compassion and understanding. I would never, ever sanction any violence against them. But I just don't think that they have any place being in our schools trying to recruit kids to their warped, sinful, damaging lifestyle. And yes, kids are being recruited. Here's a survey that were that was given to school children as young as 12, 12, 6th grade in Fairfax County, Virginia. They were asked questions whether they've ever had intercourse, how old they were when it happened, and how many people they've had it with. The 2021 Fairfax County Youth Survey, a collaboration between Fairfax County government and Fairfax County Public Schools, will target kids in grades 8, 10, and 12. Survey is anonymous and not mandatory. Sure, it's not. So here are some of the questions they ask. Some people describe themselves as transgender when their sex at birth does not match the way they think or feel about their gender. Are you transgender? Which of the following best describes you? Heterosexual, gay, or lesbian? Bisexual? Not sure. On and on and on. Now, what is the purpose of asking these questions. The purpose of these questions is to arouse kids' curiosity. And once their curiosity is aroused, and obviously if parents are even asked about this by a child, the parent's going to be uncomfortable asking a question. It's going to freak you out as a parent. You have to be able to have these kinds of discussions with your kids, but the kids are going to be what? 
repulsed from the subject or drawn deeper into the subject more curious. And the teachers are more than willing to talk to them about it. In fact, they're willing to put forth pretty much all the radical ideas that you as a parent just think that, you know what, this is not appropriate for my child at this age. When I deem it appropriate or when it comes up in our life, maybe we have a family member who's struggling with this, maybe we have an acquaintance who's struggling with this, I will tackle it with my child in my own time and in my own way. What in the world does this have to do at all with a topic appropriate for schools? It has nothing to do with it. And this is why parents are pushing back, and this is why I try to activate you and make you aware that this isn't just a Virginia story. I guarantee you, I've shown you pictures from grade school classrooms in local school districts where little kids were given pictures to color, and the pictures they were given to color have blanks on them that they are to fill in in answer to the question, I will be a transgender activist by, I will be a transgender supporter by, how many third, fourth, fifth graders do you think even know what that is? I know I'm old-fashioned, I'm off the turnip truck from the small town in western Ohio, but I don't believe fifth, sixth graders know what transgender is until you tell them, until you instruct them, and that's just something I'm not at all on board with a teacher doing. So I love this. From Virginia comes the bad, from Virginia comes the good. A church in Virginia will pay parishioners $2,000 to move their child from public school to any Catholic school. With the pastor saying, I think right now the schooling of our children is the issue. We'll lose them to the culture of death if we don't. Now, not every Catholic school is ideal. I am sad to tell you that even my own children's school that I vetted, I thought, very vigilantly, has let me down this week. They may get the problem fixed. I hope they do. They better get it fixed. But you cannot assume that just because you have your kid in parochial school or Christian school that everything like you're never going to manage the kids. You shouldn't even try. You shouldn't even desire to manage the kids. Kids are kids. Kids are going to have cliques. Kids are going to be ugly to each other. They're going to be jealous. They're kids. But by putting your child in a parochial school, putting your child in a Christian school, you have the right, the right to insist upon a standard of truth in that school. Now, it's not always adhered to. At Bishop Hartley, where they got rid of a teacher for saying that there was a dispute about the way George Floyd died, whether it was within the bounds of the law or outside the bounds of the law. This was well in advance of the verdict being rendered in the Derek Chauvin case. They fired her for just saying, well, that's in dispute. And as I articulated on the air at the time, there were two autopsies, one from the official medical examiner that said George Floyd was not choked to death. And then one from, oh, George Floyd's family that said he was. Guess what? George Floyd's family. Were they going to profit from the fact that George Floyd was found to have been choked to death? You bet. So I think her name was Deborah Del Prince. She was well within her rights to say that. Hartley fired her. So you can't trust, and I found out this week, and I'm so bummed about this because, man, I don't know what we're going to do if 
this major, major issue at our kids' school is not taken care of. But love the fact, love the fact that this church cares enough about the culture of life and the culture of truth to pay parents an additional stipend to get their kids out of public schools. And I would tell any parent that I meet, in fact, I do tell every parent that I meet, if you can, homeschool them or get them into a private school that you vet in the beginning and you pay attention to all the time because things change on a daily basis. And I know cognitively you know your kids are so important and so worth the effort that you invest to find out what is being poured into their minds. We all know that. That's why we send them to private school. That's why we homeschool them. But you can't just say that, yes, I know, and I've done this, and so it's done. It's never done. The forces of darkness that are out there that are coming after your kids are everywhere, everywhere, even in the places where you think they wouldn't exist. Much of the credit for Ralph, not for Ralph Northam's win. Ralph Northam won in Virginia because, you know, I can't remember. Did he wear blackface or did he wear the KKK hood? That's not why he won, but that's why he shouldn't be governor. He's not going to be governor much longer. Um, Glenn Youngkin's going to be the governor in Virginia. And he got there because at the same time Terry McAuliffe said, I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach, uh, Merrick Garland and the Justice Department acted on a letter from the National School Boards Association saying, hey, you know, these parents are being really mean to us in school board meetings. And uh, we feel like we're being terrorized. They're domestic terrorists. You should do. Uh, you should sick your federal agents on them. And backstories were pursued, and it was found out that the Biden administration was behind the letter. Well, now we have more details on how this letter came about. Uh, the National School Board Association coordinated with the White House and the Department of Justice before the letter. That was sent to Merrick Garland. Oh, look, I got the letter. Oh, we had a meeting about this last week. No. See, they don't want you to know that. And the National School Board Association had coordinated with the White House Fox News shows, emails provided to Fox News show that they had coordinated for weeks, for weeks with the White House. They sent a memo on October the 11th, uh, which talked about their interactions Five days later, the DOJ issued the memo. And the memo, you remember what it was like. Oh, these people are nuts. They're coming to school board meetings. Uh, They're crazy. Now, some of what Fox News has discovered appears to contradict Merrick Garland's testimony. Merrick Garland, the the top law enforcement officer in the United States, telling me he didn't tell the truth in front of Congress? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Shocker, right? He cited the letter as the reason why all of this happened. He admitted that. I don't think he meant to admit that, but he did. That's the problem with trying to lie is you have to keep track of all the lies that you tell, and occasionally, if you have to answer quickly, why you end up inadvertently disclosing what really happened. So this is the problem with these kinds of stories. There's no consequence for it. There's no consequence for it. Now, the consequence of the National School Board Association is Ohio and a lot of other states' school boards have rescinded their membership in the National School Board Association. But if you need any further demonstration that schools are whacked 
that they are not on your side as a parent, that they do not prioritize education, that they prioritize whatever they deem more appropriate. Often it's indoctrinating kids into the cultural mores that they prefer that you don't prefer. And that is still your right as a parent, to raise your kids the way you want. Are we going to get into a situation where you have to get a license to raise your child, where you have to be licensed by the federal government to raise your child? I saw a headline about that the other day. I thought, no, it's too dystopian. That can't happen. Let's hope it doesn't happen. But would you put anything past an organization that tries to divide kids? Now, this is their solution in a lot of schools, is to divide kids by race. Have an all-black class and an all-white class, an all-white dorm and an all-black dorm. I thought we had a civil rights movement to remove that. Now, that was then the problem. Now that's the solution. No, that's always been the problem, and it always will be the problem, dividing people according to their physical appearance, according to things they have no control over. Again, words with Democrats mean the exact opposite of what they say. They'll label themselves progressive. There's nothing more regressive than being obsessed with race. So let's end the show on uh, somewhat of an up note. I don't know if I could do this. Oh, probably for the money I could, but this would be this would be a stretch for me. Aaron, would you enjoy this? I'm holding a story in my hand that says, Bonafide National Treasure, Betty White. Would you agree with that characterization? Is Betty White a bonafide national treasure? Yes. She is? Yeah, I think she's the most famous older and beloved older woman in the United States. Isn't she rather raw, rather, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Crude? Crude, thank yeah. you, good word. I find her to be a bit crude. Really? Anyway, Bonafide national treasure Betty White is just months away from ringing in her milestone 100th birthday. To celebrate, one lucky fan could win a bunch of cash if they agree to watch some of her best work. Choice Mutual Insurance is looking for someone to watch 10 hours of Betty White's work in television and film and document their Betty binge fest on social media. You do not get to pick the clips. Now, if you were to pick the clips of Betty White, what would you pick? Well, I mean, I don't know. You're not stuff familiar from the with 50s, her career. Huh? The 60s. No, I don't know her stuff from the so, 50s and 60s you know, either. Golden Girls, obviously. Golden Girls. Could you watch? Could you watch ten hours of Golden Girls? <laughs> not for free, but wow. I would, I'd get paid to do it. How, would you do it for a thousand dollars? Oh yeah, you would. Oh yeah, ten hours, a hundred dollars an hour. Along with the thousand dollar prize, the winner gets a DVD player. To watch the pre-selected movies and shows. It can't be that many. It's only 10 hours. One more thing. You have to complete the task within 24 hours. Ah. Oh, you don't even have to watch it straight. You have to binge watch it. How would you break that up? Get up, little Betty White, with your breakfast. Little Betty White at noon. Finish the evening off with Betty White. Yeah, I feel like I could. If I could watch 10 hours of the Mary Tyler Moore show. But I don't even know if she was in 10 hours of programming on the Mary Tyler Moore show. She played Sue Ann Niven, a sex-crazed cooking show woman. Kind of in character, at least according to her Golden Girls character. What else has she been in? Well, she's done stuff, I think, throughout a career. But I suppose. Um, 
you know, when she was younger, a, a lot of films. But as far as famous films, I, I don't White. I couldn't name one. Betty White. OK, uh, you can apply online before November the 22nd at 5 p.m. So you got 10 days. You need to include some biographical information, links to your social media handles, and explanation as to why you think Betty White is a TV and film icon. I'd I'd be drawing a blank on that one. She's just like sweet, sweet grandmother. Sweet grandmother? She's no. basically America's grandmother. Okay, if you say so. Golden Girls, Mary Tyler Moore Show, and her more recent movie, The Proposal. I think I've watched that movie. But, oh, she was in that. She was the grandma. That had uh, Sandra Bullock and uh, Ryan somebody. Uh, you got two hours of your 10 already I got two out. of my 10. I think we've watched that twice, in fact. There you go. Betty White, 10 hours. Yeah, she she was right in character there. She played a body. That's the word I was looking for. Not crude, body. Good word. We should have a word of the day here on the Bruce Willis Show. We did a little vocabulary quiz on the way to school today. My daughter's going to have an excellent vocabulary. Hope she keeps going to school there. Get it fixed. Get it fixed. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.